This is the Find Your Focus podcast with Goals Classroom. We chat with inspiring and creative entrepreneurs to encourage, empower, and equip you to take the next steps in your photography business. We want you to leave each episode with actionable steps so that you can gain confidence, book your calendar, and earn more income with your passion. So grab some coffee or your drink of choice and let's get to it. Hey everyone, I'm Logan Fay and the host of the Find Your Focus podcast with Cole's Classroom. Today I'm talking to Morgan Williams, who is a newborn and family photographer. Morgan made the switch to full-time photographer and quickly realized that the balancing act between life and work was pretty challenging. She knew she needed to make some changes and become a pro at managing her time and is here to give us all of her tips and tricks to creating a healthy work-life balance. Something that I really love about this interview is that Morgan tells us the things that she does to make her week go smoothly. No matter what stage of your life you are in, Morgan has actionable steps for you to take to make your week stress-free. Grab your drink of choice and let's get to it. Hi, Morgan. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Logan. I'm so excited to be here. So the famous first question that we ask everyone when they come on the podcast is, how did you get started in photography? I feel like it's such a loaded question, <laughs> to yes. be honest. But, um, and I feel like I kind of have a cliche answer, but it's also the truth. Um, I've always just loved it. Like Ever since I was a child, I always had a camera in my hand. I always felt like I could see things in like a little bit of a different way. Mm-hmm. And then when I was in high school, I took some photography classes and that furthered my interest in it. In college, I didn't do a whole lot with it, to be, to be honest. And then after I graduated college, I took a job that I really hated. I mean, really did not like at all. Um, and so then at some point, I started to dig back into, you know, my passion and like figuring out, well, what is it that I really love to do? And I naturally landed back on photography. And so from there, I bought my first DSLR and, you know, started kind of like doing sessions on the side, still had a full-time job for a while. And then maybe five-ish years later, my first, my oldest son was born. Um, And then at that point, I feel like that's when I really decided, you know, if I'm going to be spending time away from him, if I'm going to be working, um, I want to be doing something that I really love and really enjoy. And then from there, I really like made a go for it. I was working full time. Mm-hmm. I had a child. I was trying to figure out motherhood. So probably not the most practical time to like <laughs> dive in, but it also just kind of made sense for where I was in my life. Um, and then it's just, you know, really grown from there over the past five years or so. I can totally relate to everything you just said because I kind of found photography when my son was born. I was working full time as a teacher and knew that photography is something that I wanted to get into. So I can relate to your story (laughs) very much. Um, And it was something that, you know, was not easy to make the switch to. I'm sure you can relate to that. But in the end, obviously, it's worth it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I I cannot imagine doing anything else. You know, there's Mm -hmm. nothing else that I would be so passionate about and love so much. It just has taken some time to get to a good place with it with 
everything else going on, you know, (laughs) definitely. So being a parent or even having another job besides photography can be overwhelming. Um, how do you manage your time so that you are not so overwhelmed? First and foremost, um, I set boundaries. I know how much money I need to make in order to live the lifestyle that makes sense for my family. And I price myself and I schedule sessions accordingly and also block my calendar accordingly. I won't take on five sessions a week, partially because I know it will overwhelm me and I cannot serve my clients well, um, but also because I know I don't have to in order to make the amount of money that I need to make. Um, so that's a, that's a, I think the most important thing to understand because I hear of a lot of people who stay up all night editing and I mean, it's just like this constant draining thing and it's so overwhelming and I, I don't think it's necessary. Like if you understand how to run your business in the right way and you run the numbers and everything, it's not, it doesn't have to be that way. It can be a fulfilling career um, and one that doesn't drain you so much if you do it the right way. I mean, I used to like, I'd shoot a wedding on Saturday and then four sessions during the week. And then I would have a ton of editing pile up and it didn't take me long to realize that like that was not sustainable having a child at home and a husband. Um, it's just not, not realistic. Um, something else I do, I don't typically shoot on the weekends anymore because that's reserved for family time. And I mean, as far as like all of the back end things go, I utilize babysitters, um, preschool. We've done Mother's Morning Out programs. I have joined gyms where I can utilize their their daycare service for two hours a day while I go and work in the cafe. Like you name it, I've done it. But I think it's important to understand that you are not enough. I know we've been told over and over, you are enough, you are enough. And in many ways, you are enough. In many ways, you're not enough. You cannot do it all. And so you have to utilize other resources to make this happen. For some people, that is finding some sort of daycare or childcare for your child. For some people, that is hiring a housekeeper to clean your house once a month. Um, Maybe it's getting your groceries delivered. It's different for everyone, but you have to do that. You cannot do everything. (laughs) That's not realistic. Um, That speaks to my soul because I, I feel like, so I'm in my, you know, third ish, almost fourth, fourth year of photography. And at the beginning I was trying to, you know, work full time, run my photography business, take care of a one-year-old and a three-year-old. They're 19 months apart try to clean the house, try to cook dinner, do it all. And I love how you say you, you don't have to be enough. Like it, it's okay that you can't do it all. And I think that's really hard for us to accept time. Sometimes whether you're a mom, a dad, or even single and just have a job, whatever it might be, you, no matter where you are in life, you can't do it all. And as soon as you kind of accept that, I feel like everything kind of goes a little bit smoother. Yes, for sure. I mean, I think that like so many of us, obviously we get into photography because we love, we love it. Right. Like there aren't very many people who are like, Oh, this is fine. I'm just choosing to do it. Like, 
you do exactly really have a passion for it. Right. And then another perk is like, you have some flexibility to some extent you can set your own hours. And so then I think a lot of times we fall into the trap where, Oh, I have flexibility so I can do everything, whatever. Well, like take a step back and think about it. Does someone who works a nine to five job in corporate America do they do that with their child sitting beside them? I mean, maybe right now because of COVID, right? (laughs) (laughs) In non-COVID times, that is not a reasonable expectation. You have childcare for your kids so that you can do your job well. Um, And no one would expect you to do it any other way. But for some reason, as photographers, we put this crazy pressure on ourselves because we own our own businesses. We can set our schedules. We're like, well, I'll just do it all. And I'll build this amazing business and make a ton of money. No, you won't because you cannot do all of those things and do them well. Something is going to slip through the cracks. So I think like one of the biggest things to understand when it comes to avoid avoiding the overwhelm is letting go, letting go of a lot of, a lot of things. Um, and, and understanding that it's better for you. It's better for your business it's better for your family. And you realize that once you do it, it was just hard sometimes to make, make the move and, and, and do it. You know, I also understand like during busy season, like I'll be honest, I try to be really, really good about not, like utilizing nap time, utilizing time when I have a babysitter or my son is at preschool. Um, but during busy season, it can get really crazy. And sometimes that is just not enough time. Um, so during those seasons, I will occasionally wake up early before the kids get up and squeeze in an hour of work there. Um, I will sometimes work after the kids go to bed, but I communicate that with my husband. And I also don't do it every single night because ultimately like my family is my first priority. I love my job but my family comes first. And I think setting those expectations with them that like, this is the season that we're in. This is how this is going to go. This is what you can expect from me. Um, it, it makes everything run a little bit smoother. And then also gives you that extra time to squeeze in work in like the nooks and crannies of your day when it can't all fit into the other areas. Definitely. I think um, we are like the same person because (laughs) (laughs) during busy season, I will wake up around 5am. My kids wake up at 730. So I get about two and a half hours of work. I make some tea, I go sit, I edit. And that way my kids can have my full focus when I'm with them during the day. And I, I just, I can, you know, let go of, of kind of focusing on work and letting that bog me down. Yes, for sure. So I know we kind of talked about this already, but what are some, you know, even just one key thing that you do to prepare for the week that helps your week go more smoothly? I mean, having my childcare situation planned out. And sometimes that's not, I mean, usually it's further ahead than like, you know, on Sunday. Um, But like when I schedule a session, I put it on my calendar I send an invite to my husband on his work email mm-hmm. <laughs> for 30 minutes before he needs to be home so that I can leave and go shoot my session. If it's a day or a time where he has a meeting, he can't leave work at that time, whatever it may be, he tells me. 
And then I find a childcare solution. I find a babysitter. And having that planned out ahead of time takes so much like stress away. Because what I used to do, I was like, I, I wouldn't want to discuss it with my husband, right? Because it was like a point of tension in our marriage because I did not manage this well. Um, and so I'd wait until like the night before a shoot. I'd be like, oh, hey, I have a session tomorrow. I have to leave at five. Well, then it's chaotic. I don't know why right. I did it. Like, in retrospect, it's like, that was an awful idea. But at the time, it was just me avoiding it and pushing it off. And it was easier to do it that way. That creates so much so much chaos. Us, um, because then if he's like, oh, well, I can't do that. I have a meeting until whatever time, then I am scrambling to find a childcare solution. I have to get it taken care of though, because I have committed to shooting this session that someone has already paid me money for. Right. So I think that like figuring that out ahead of time is very, very important when you have kids. The other thing I think like meal planning, which is kind of random, (laughs) but I I look at my calendar and like, if I have two or three sessions that week and I know they're going to fall during the dinner time window, which they do, like there's a certain time of the year when the sun sets at dinner time Mm -hmm. and I have to be gone. And then I plan accordingly, right? So whether that's like a crock pot meal or something that can just like I can make ahead of time that could be thrown in the oven or I'll do like take out a couple of nights a week if that's what makes it easier on everyone. Um, I mean, you are making money, so it's okay to spend a little extra, in my opinion, on something that is going to provide convenience in your life and your family's life. Um, Definitely. So those are like two um, kind of simple things, but things that can also alleviate a lot of stress and make, make everything like run more smoothly at home, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of those um, are things that we try to do. I definitely need to try the trick of adding my sessions to my husband's calendar. I always get like a paper calendar and I start writing stuff mm-hmm. down. And then like a week after I buy it, it, it gets lost or I just forget <laughs> to use it. <laughs> so I really need to take your advice and actually use the, you know, use Google Calendar. <laughs> definitely. I'm telling you. It is a, it's a game changer. Just, it, it ensures everyone's on the same page. Right. And like, there's n- like nothing slips through the cracks when it's like, you know what time you have to leave. Your partner knows what time you have to like, it's just, it makes everything run so much more smoothly. I wish I would have known it five years ago. I wish I would have done it then. Yes. But you, you learn. So. Exactly. <laughs> Can you tell our listeners how figuring out your cost of doing business plays a role in the work-life balance? Yes. So if you don't know what it costs to run your business, then you truly don't know how much you need to make on a monthly or annual basis in order to be profitable. And if you don't know that, then you have no idea how often you need to be shooting. And then that naturally leads to you shooting way too much, probably not charging enough, and then being very, very overwhelmed by all of it. Um, if, on the other hand, you sit down and you know your monthly and annual expenses, you know what you expect to pay in taxes, you know how much money you want or need to bring in in order to live you know, a certain sort of lifestyle, Um, you can easily break that down and know how many sessions or weddings you need to take on, whether that's per month or per week, 
whatever makes sense for you, um, just in order to reach your income goals. And then that helps in knowing what exactly is enough and when you can say no and not and, and avoid taking on too much. Um, and if you run those numbers and you still determine that you need to shoot six or seven nights a week, then you really need to raise your prices. And I mean, if you're that high in demand, then raising your prices shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, you may lose a few customers, but you are retaining people who are willing to pay a higher price. um, And it makes up for whatever it is that you lose. And you can serve those clients better. You can give them a much better experience if you're focused on fewer of them rather than like 1 million people, right? Definitely. <laughs> I know um, as, you know, when you're first starting out, find, figuring out your cost of doing business can be so overwhelming. I'm not a number person. I'm a creative person. So no, it even, no, it, it even overwhelmed me as I was, you know, in my third year of business. And I'm like, I really need to like fine tune these numbers again. I, I'm spending more on this and kind of mm-hmm. revisit those. Um, one thing that I know helped, which I'm sure you've used this as well is Jenny Maroney. We've had her on one of our podcasts, um, her pricing calculator. Yes, for sure. It lays out everything that you may not think about that mm-hmm. goes into figuring out your cost of doing business. So find some type of calculator or Excel sheet that another photographer is offering. Um, I can link Jenny's in our show notes, but it's so nice to have something to help you figure out your cost of doing business. Um, but it, and it's so, it's just so important to, to know those numbers. So along with raising, you know, figuring out your cost of doing business, possibly raising your prices, comes along, you know, if you're charging more, you need to make sure that you're having a professional experience for your clients. So what are some things that photographers can do to create a more professional experience? So I think like starting the experience off with a like refined templated email when you get an inquiry that includes a professional investment guide, um, it just sets the tone for what it's going to be like to work with you. And it sets the expectation that you're a professional and the experience to come will reflect that. And people then naturally expect a higher price. Um, It doesn't mean that anything has changed with your images. You are just presenting your work and the experience that you offer in a more high-end way. Um, I know there's a lot of like controversy about, do I put my prices on my website? Do I not? Blah, blah, blah. I personally don't. I put a, a starting price um, and then you know you get, you get the whole shebang. You get the, the whole investment guide uh, when you inquire. And part of the reason I do that is to show my clients this is an experience. This is what you get when you book with me. And it's more than just my prices inside the investment guide. You know, it's information on the experience, frequently asked questions, information about me, um, because I value each and every client and want to get to know them. You're not just like another like, you know, box I'm checking off. Like, oh, I got that one. I got that one. And I think that that starts the experience off for them in a really good way. Along with that, I recommend sending a prep guide after they book that outlines what to wear, what not to wear, um, you know, other tips on expectations for their session. 
that enhances the experience a lot. And I know my clients really enjoy getting that because as photographers, we know what to wear, we know what not to wear, but it's not so intuitive for someone who doesn't do this day in and day out. And a lot of times they have no clue. And um, when they have that advice though, and they follow it, it also up levels the end result, right? So the images are so much better. It makes it makes a huge difference in the outcome of photos if people are wearing the right things, whether the rather than the the wrong things, and like um, all, all white shirts. <laughs> yeah, like we don't want everyone wearing khakis and white polos. Right. I mean, my family did that a long time ago. <laughs> I don't a long time ago. <laughs> this day and age, um, and so yeah, I mean that's. Very simple. Like it's this is not anything that like costs you any money, right? Right. But it enhances the experience a lot. Um, also, I think like automating your workflow to some extent. I use HoneyBook as my CRM, and I have everything plugged in from inquiry all the way through asking for a testimonial. And not only does that make it easier on you as a business owner because everything's just there for you. And a lot of times like it's not necessarily automated. I have to go in and maybe customize the email a little bit, but it keeps me on track and the client feels like they are taken care of and they feel like you really care about them and their experience. And a lot of times like they, then they love you so much before you even get to the session. So it's like, I'm not saying that you can go and like totally botch the session because you can't, (laughs) but they are already so happy with you and the experience that they provide, that you have provided that your amazing images are like just a a huge cherry on top. So once again, like you can demand higher prices then like they're going to go and they're going to tell all their friends how wonderful you were, how wonderful the experience was how you kept in contact with them and let them know, you know, what was happening every step of the way. So if our listeners want to find you on social media, where can we find you? So I am on Instagram at morgan.lee.williams and that's L-E-E. That's where I am on the gram. And then I have also started a Facebook community For photographers who are wanting to learn how to run a more profitable and sustainable business that fits seamlessly into their life, Um, because I think like our struggles are obviously so unique as photographers, and a lot of times we are the only ones who can understand each other. Um, So you can find that on Facebook at it's the Insiders Group with Morgan Williams. And I'll be going live in there and answering questions. And then, of course, like I said, it'll just be a, a community where you can connect with like-minded people in the same situation that you're in. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I feel like finding a work-life balance, especially in the midst of this pandemic, is something that everyone can relate to. So I hope our listeners found this interview helpful. And thank you again for joining me. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Find Your Focus podcast with Cole's Classroom. I hope that you got some great takeaways from this episode that you can apply to your business. Make sure to visit colesclassroom.com backslash podcast for the show notes and any links that we talked about during this episode. If you like this episode, head over to iTunes and tap that five-star button and leave us a review.